As a heads up, listen to the entire intro for instructions on how to win a free giveaway. What happened was we ended up just the way the winds were, we ended up just kind of swirling right over this main highway in a town called Longmont. You know, as we're landing, there's like cop cars and people with their phones out following us. And I'm just thinking, oh no. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time, we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure. The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by Camp Crate, the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures, as well as backpacking gear rental. You can check them out at campcrate.net. Hey folks, happy Friday. Hope you're having a good week. Uh, Today is Life Outside the Box episode, and um, it is approaching spring. I mean, it is spring, but my goodness, it feels... Oh, I can already feel it in the air. It's changing. It's getting warmer. I am so happy. This felt like the longest winter ever, and I am so glad it's coming to an end. I am going to be, you're probably going to be able to tell it in my voice. I'm just going to be a lot happier on average um, in the next few months, but uh, today's episode is with um, Monkey, M-O-N-K-I-I, and I think I say that in the intro of the episode as well, um, but we it's someone who who saw that people it's it's Dan Benson he's the co-founder and he saw that people weren't you know when they work out you go to these really stale places like gyms or you know home even or a hotel room which is fine you know you got to do what you got to do but he wanted to make sure you could work out anywhere including all those places not necessarily the gym because they have all their own stuff but he he made this little tiny gym like it's webbing it's like TRX bars but better, way better. I actually started using them a few weeks ago and I hang them on the door in my house uh, or on a door in my house and I can just work out like I get a very good workout in, in between interviews, in between editing shows and it's incredibly helpful and it's also meant to be taken out in the woods. Like this is something you can wrap around the limb of a tree or the trunk of a tree or a rock and literally do workouts on and that's what they want you to do is get fitness outside and you'll hear from Dan that it this all started with him just kind of working out as a as a wildland firefighter uh picking up sticks and picking up logs and rocks trying to get workouts in uh when times were slow or when things were kind of nothing was really going on and that turned into a business which is so cool it's so so perfect for life outside the box how can you do what you love to do um, and make even part of a living doing it, or or at least make it a bigger part of your life and involve more people. That's what life outside the box is. It's taking our normal lives and flipping it on its head and doing something different. And Dan totally did that. And so they put their product on Kickstarter, raised, they have done like three or four rounds on Kickstarter and raised like million a million dollars almost every time, which is crazy. So he's a great resource to learn from, a great guy. I've gotten to know him um, over the last few uh, weeks, even last few months, and a really cool dude. 
so you'll really enjoy this. Also, on Monday, we have a very big announcement, so be listening. This Monday, do not not listen to the Adventure Sports Podcast. You're going to regret it. Also, a big announcement. For anyone who is wanting to take advantage of the giveaway, send an email saying, I want the monkey bars, M-O-N-K-I-I, to info at adventuresportspodcast.com. Do not do it while you are driving, because a lot of you are commuting, and I don't want anyone to get hurt trying to get some free monkey bars because you decided to try to email us while you were driving down the interstate. (laughs) Pull over at the very least. (laughs) But yeah, send us an email, info at adventuresportspodcast.com, saying, I want the monkey bars, and we will send the first person to respond or the first person to email us, we will send them a free pair of monkey bars. Today's episode is brought to us by Peak Refuel, freeze-dried meals. Check out peakrefuel.com. Use the code ASP20 at checkout for 20% off. The best, the best freeze-dried meals you've ever had for whatever activity you're doing, backpacking, hiking, horseback riding, hunting, fishing, whatever. Great, great meals. All right, let's get into this interview. Hey folks, today we have a very interesting guest, and he is the co-founder of the company Monkey, M-O-N-K-I-I, and they make a little, a gym, like a workout gym that can fit into a very small space, like in their pocket size, fits into like your pocket, and they want you to be able to work out anywhere Anytime, especially in the wild. And that co-founder is Dan Vincent. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mason. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is not like your typical just product on an infomercial that has to do with, like, fitness. You you have a background in the outdoors. You're a climber. Uh, you were a wildlife or wilderness ranger. Uh, you you know, you you've, you've got credentials before starting this com- company, right? I, I like to think so, but yeah, you, the listeners can decide, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, you know, why don't you tell us kind of just where you're from and, and some of your adventure sports uh, background, as well as uh, your experience with being a ranger. That's really cool. Yeah, it was. Um, so I grew up in the East Bay in California and, you know, just kind of a typical suburban up bringing nothing, um, no major traumas and, you know, had great parents and was very, um, privileged to be honest and, you know, didn't have a ton of super wild outdoor experiences. Um, you know, we would go up to cabins on the coast and went skiing in the Sierras a few times, but, you know, backpacking and camping wasn't like this hardcore family activity. Um, it wasn't something that we, we did as a family, but I had friends that kind of introduced me to camping, backpacking, and middle school, high school. And it was just kind of like, I don't really know exactly what happened, but I just, one day I decided I want to go climb a mountain up near Tahoe. And it just about killed me. It was like the hardest thing I'd ever done. It wasn't, you know, <laughs> looking back, it's like, you know, it was, you know, people listening probably would do it in like a couple hours. But at the time, it took me like all day and, you know, it just felt totally out there. But um, that was actually with my summer before college. 
went to school back east and uh, I walked on to um, the lacrosse team out there and um, actually got cut my freshman year, walked on my sophomore year. And, you know, that was kind of the start of my, I guess, real deep interest in health and fitness and strength conditioning because I just, I wouldn't have been able to compete at that level if I, if I wasn't fit, you know, I'm not a super big guy. And, um, I was an all American in high school, but I just, I, I needed, you know, some, a little, uh, extra flavor in my training to, to get to that level. So went to school at East and then, you know, all I thought about the whole time out there was coming back West to the, the Sierras really. And so in between my junior and senior year of college, I was super fortunate to get, uh, a position through the SCA, which is the Student Conservation Association. And basically I became a wilderness ranger through that association. And you know, this was in 2007 and it was it was a little more cowboy than it is now. And they they kind of <laughs> they just kind of sat sat myself and another another kid in a room for like a week and we watched these government videos from like the 80s oh i bet those were fantastic <laughs> oh they're they should be i mean it's comedy it's pure comedy oh i can't even imagine the government especially <laughs> holy cow so yeah then they basically just threw us out in the woods and you know we we did we were contacting people just talking about leave no trace but then we would do um trail work they'd give us these saws we had no we had no training we were just cutting these huge trees you know if you've been to sierras the there could be like easily six eight foot diameter trees we weren't felling them, but we were cutting them out of the trails. So, um, oh my gosh, yeah, and rolling the sections, uh, you know, like down the hill or something. Right, exactly. Oh you gosh. cut it the wrong way, and yeah, it was. Wow. So, so that's who's that out was, there doing that. Exactly, <laughs> people yeah. like you. Exactly, and so um, you know, this I I I was a college athlete still at the time, and I wasn't like a starter or anything, but you know, I wanted to perform well, and it was my going to be my last season, so. I went into the wild that summer with this mindset of like, how am I going to train for the season coming up? And so basically I built this kind of Rocky four style outdoor wild gym. So I kind of constructed these squat racks using logs and went around, spent a day collecting rocks of various shapes and sizes for to exercise with and with use tree branches for pull-ups. So it was, you know, the guy was with me thought I was kind of a maniac, I think, but, um, it was it was super fun and um i believe it man get you tough you know out yeah, there and, elements probably felt great yeah it just you know it's it's so different than being in kind of like a you know this box gym and the weird smells and grunts you know i was staring at the high sierra at this beautiful meadow you know doing doing my thing so it was um it was just it was just pure fun and there's actually a, uh so we we had this one day where we cut lot we cut trail all day you know, which is pretty hard work. And I decided it was a good idea to come back to our kind of base camp and use the the wild gym. And then this kid runs into our camp, this huge kid, he's like six, six. And he, he just yells, my mom's having a heart attack. And, uh, no way. we're, you know, myself and the other guy's name was James. We look at each other. I just grabbed the first aid kit and start running to the direction of his mom. And, you know, we're at 9,000 feet. I took off and just hit the wall within probably two minutes, you know, and had to, kind of power hike jog the rest of the way but um we ended up hellevacking this lady with again zero expertise in how to do this and uh everyone made it out okay she ended up 
um, she ended up, she was fine. Um, and yeah, that was, it was wild. That was stuff like that happened all the time. <laughs> all the, all the time. Dang. Well, that's not, that's not actually true, but it felt like, it felt like it. You never knew what a day would bring. Um, but good thing you were staying in shape to, to be ready for all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, um, I, 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 I think that was, I was probably the best shape of my life coming out of that, that summer. And I actually ended up, you know, who knows if it was the training or just random luck, but I ended up that following season, I ended up actually becoming a starter and getting a scholarship and actually got to go back to school for kind of a post-grad year, um, which was awesome. So yeah, the, uh, the wild is a great place to train. I wish I could do that more. I used to live out in the woods and kind of do now probably not nearly as intense as you or as frequent. I'm not too consistent, but uh <laughs> just some pull-ups on some tree branches, man. That's just there's nothing better. You know, it bounces a little bit, it toughens your hands, you know, cuz it's not smooth usually and I don't know, you just feel so good. You feel so connected out there. With the birds and and the like you said the smells and the breeze. I mean, it's just something about it that feels like home, but you know, we don't, we don't do that too often. We're oftentimes in some cheesy, smelly gym trying to get in shape. Right. Right. And it, it you know, it felt almost like the tra- it was weird that the workout kind of became an adventure, um, in a, in a strange way. So that's, that's kind of been a mantra that's taken us, um, to, to monkey. So, man, that's awesome. So, so is that as outdoors where you came up with your infamous hot air balloon workout what is that (laughs) so i moved out to colorado in 2013 when my co-founder david we went to college together we fought fire together we've been best friends for like over a decade and uh i moved out here he was in grad school and we were actually working on a totally different business idea it was called the wild gym which was that was really more of a direct outgrowth of that summer in the wild so it was it was basically going to be these outdoor gyms for like communities and city parks and schools that were kind of this updated version of the old park courses folks might have seen that are you know it's like stations around a track or a lake or something where we thought we could kind of upgrade those but basically we worked on it for six months with this one city and they backed out and we were super bummed but i don't know why we came up with the idea but oh i know why it was is because we were going to do a kickstarter for this for monkey bars. So we'd come up with monkey bars kind of in the background and we were going to do a Kickstarter. So we were going to make the video. We, we thought it'd be cool to basically set them up underneath the hot air balloon, fly up in the air and film, you know, a workout underneath this hot air balloon. Cause we were kind of going for this workout anywhere mantra. And so you, you hung from the hot air balloon. Yeah. So the we, monkey bars. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we, and you know, what's crazy is like, I can't believe they let us do it to be honest, because I did all the rigging and you know, I'm a, I, I have a background in rock climbing. So I, I understand anchors and all that, but I was just kind of clipping into things that look strong, you know, in this basket of this hot air balloon. I, I, who knows how safe it was, but um, basically we built like a climbing anchor. And then my David co-founder, he belayed me once we'd gotten a thousand feet or so up, he belayed me off and uh, he lowered me so I could grab onto the bars. And then for like an hour, I was just, ripping on them doing pull-ups and you know muscle ups and front levers and just dips whatever i could think of and uh what happened was we ended up just the way the winds were we ended up just kind of swirling right over this main highway in a town called longmont colorado and uh 
you know, as we're landing, there's like cop cars and people with their phones out following us. And I'm just thinking, oh no, like we broke some law. I, I just didn't, didn't even think about it. You know, this was, gosh, this was 2013. Um, so we land and the officer was there. He just kind of just laughed and drove off and some news folks showed up and, you know, we did a quick little interview, but then like a couple hours later I was at work and my David calls me and says, dude, look at the Huffington Post. And it, we just blew up all over the internet. It was like weird news for like, you know, 15 minutes of fame type of thing. So was that in conjunction with your Kickstarter campaign? Well, what's funny and unfortunate is we never actually, we, the video did, did end up being as a part of the campaign, but we didn't get to leverage that publicity. It's like, it was like the perfect PR stunt, but we had no, we had no website. We had no, we, we were, you know, we just had ideas. Right, so it was, right. uh, oh man, that's wrong time. That's too but... funny. Cause that's a great PR stunt, honestly. But <laughs> when it's not already, I'm sure you were like, well, crap really deflated you. Right. No well, it's just like, you couldn't, you couldn't plan that, you know? No, 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 not at all. Wow, man. That's crazy. I know it was wild. So. so why don't you why don't you just explain what what exactly monkey bars are? Because I think people are probably picturing like what's in what's in the playground as a kid, right? <laughs> right. Which I'm sure you get a lot. But uh, what are they, and why are they different? Yeah. So we have two products. So monkey bars are they're basically like a more portable version of gymnastics rings. So it's two bars, and they come with two pucks of webbing and they also have foot straps and we actually we manufacture all our stuff in the u.s and our webbing is sourced from it's i i don't know for sure but i'm highly confident they make some of the the climbing webbing for these high-end companies so we have really strong webbing but so monkey bars are kind of the super portable version of gymnastics rings so they're super unstable and the bar basically rotates amongst two planes so you know if you imagine holding yourself up and like a dip support or even like just holding them and doing a push up. They just, it's like you're, uh, you're having, you're in an earthquake or having a seizure. I mean, they're very unstable. So they're kind of like this advanced version of body weight training and then pocket monkey. We just released this last summer and we started shipping the last couple of weeks. So pocket monkey is kind of like the toned down version. So there's similar products out there, but pocket monkey, basically it's, it's a little bit more easy to access from a training standpoint. So typically it's going to be set up on like a door or maybe if you have a pull-up bar and it's just, it allows you to change the angle of your body a little bit more so you can scale the exercises. So maybe if you're doing rows or push-ups, you can make yourself a little more upright or walk back and make it easier, harder. So those are the main differences between those. And then, you know, we think what separates us from, you know, a lot of other fitness companies and we even we, we don't really even like to say we're a fitness company. We think of ourselves more as in the outdoor space or the adventure space. But you know, we think the monkey brand is probably the number one differentiator. And it, it's it's all about we we really encourage our customers call themselves monkeys. We also like to call them monkeys, but you know, it's about adopting this monkey mindset of, you know, we're 30, David, my the co-founder, myself, we're we're just kind of normal 30-something-year-old guys. We, we have that same suck that everyone else has. So, you know, some examples are, you know, when we travel, everyone's probably seen the underwhelming hotel gym. Monkeys, when they travel, they 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 turn their hotel room into this training center, like a world-class training center. 
um, you know, everyone's busy and, you know, I think fitness it's, it's always meant to be, or at least it's promoted to be in this kind of box in this one hour special workout where if you can't go, you can't do anything. Whereas, you know, we kind of like to promote this idea of, you know, sneak it in when you can. And, you know, maybe you can't do an hour in a row, but you can accumulate an hour or more throughout the day. I'm sure you have tried some freeze-dried and dehydrated meals before, but I promise you, you've never had anything close to as good as Peak Refuel. Uh, They make freeze-dried meals, which is different than dehydrated. It takes way less water to cook. It cooks a lot faster, and they cook the meals before they put everything together. A lot of companies just throw all the ingredients in there, and when you cook it, it's the first time it's ever been cooked. With them, all the flavors have cooked together, it's super tasty, and you can get 20% off by going to peakrefuel.com and using the code at checkout ASP20. Seriously, give them a shot for whatever adventures that you have planned this year. You know, and I just, I have a almost six-month-old baby girl. She's beautiful, but, uh, you know, I'm at home a lot with her, and so I'll use my pocket monkey, set up on the door, do some reps. If I take her for a stroll around the neighborhood, like, I think, I think the neighbors are, I don't, I think they kind of, I guess I'm kind of peering out the window, like, what's this guy doing? But I wear this weight vest and push her in the stroller. And then, um, there's like this little park I'll stop at and throw the monkey bars or the pocket monkey over and do a workout. So again, I'm trying to just combine as much movement and just this baseline fitness into my daily life as I can. So yeah. So where did, uh, where'd the idea come from? I mean, the idea came from wild working out in the wild when you were a ranger, but how did you, how did you meet your partner and how did you guys start coming up with the idea to, to make it what it is now? Yeah. So we went to school together, uh, back East and we, after school, we actually moved to Montana and got, we were on the same fire crew for a season, which was awesome. Oh, wow. And, yeah, um, what was that like? Oh man, it's, well, first of all, you get paid to work out an hour a day. So I loved it. And, um, (laughs) man, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I was 20, oh, I was 23, 24 and you're in the woods hanging out with a bunch of cool people and you'd get the adrenaline rush of like, all right, fire call. The first fire I went on was this huge fire in California. And, uh, you know, we were doing stuff that was like pretty advanced and I was fresh out of the fire school. So to me, it's like the coolest thing ever. Um, it was a lot of fun, but so why didn't you continue doing that? Just, just other things. Yeah, I just, um, that's a good question. You know, I, cause I'd done wilderness prior to fire and I just, I enjoyed fire, but I, I think my heart was really in wilderness. So I wanted to get back into wilderness. So it was kind of like a sandwich where I did wilderness. I did fire for two seasons and went back to wilderness for a few more seasons. But, um, but yeah, so David and I, we fought fire and then he actually was in the Peace Corps in Ethiopia. And um, he was like in this small town in Ethiopia and he was lifting like car axles and like concrete blocks. That was like how they were training. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. It, it was badass. And uh, so we, you know, we'd email and I was out in the woods, you know, doing my thing. And we just like, gosh, how can we kind of take this concept and you know, make a business out of it. And we failed at several iterations. Um, but basically monkey bars was how can you take the gym into the wild? And so we, we think of them as like this tool that kind of can enhance your experience wherever you happen to be. So that was, we, we, we came up with the concept in my empty apartment in Boulder. I just moved to Colorado 
we went to the hardware store, bought a bunch of random things, and we were just duct taping things together. And I kind of had that. It was actually David, if I'm being honest. He had that light bulb moment, and we we launched the first Kickstarter in 2014, and have done um, three total. And yeah, we're we're still around, so it's kind of a miracle, I guess. Man, that's so cool. So once you once you got the stuff from the hardware store and taped it all together and came up with something you like, what was the next step? Like, do you contact webbing manufacturers and look for stuff for the handles and then find a company to kind of put it all together for you? Yeah, so we uh, we worked with a couple of designers who they made these the the very first version they were beautiful they were made of bamboo they were just sexy but from uh you couldn't make multiple ver you couldn't mass produce them basically just the process and all mm-hmm. that so we ended up uh the first version was made the grip was maple wood and it had an aluminum core and then we used this like super thin spectra line it was like two millimeters thin and it actually fit inside each bar so all you had was these two bars it was pretty cool but uh man we hand assembled thousands of these bars. I still have scars on my hands from twisting in the end caps. We put our wives and friends to work. Oh it was, gosh. it was ridiculous. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of those right now. They're, they are pretty. Oh yeah. They, they, they were pretty, but so that was, that was the first version. The second version monkey bars two. they were powder coated aluminum. So that was a little better process, but man, same thing. We ended up in one of we actually had a, a co-founder that has since left the company, but we ended up in his garage in August. You know, it's like mid nineties. We're hand assembling these same things again. We had hired a bunch of workers. The postman, his kid came and worked for us. It was it was just any any all hands on deck. Um, so these things are really selling then. Yeah, I mean we had we did we did well on Kickstarter. So that that it's kind of a Yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell us the the Kickstarter story like what cuz I know you guys did really well. Can you tell us what that felt like and did you expect that? <laughs> so, all right. So the first version 2014 we did 111,000. That was Monkey Bars original. Uh-huh. Monkey Bars 2 we launched in 2016 we did just under 1.1 million and that was like, you know, that is crazy. I, I knew we could do it. I just, I, I just believed, I guess, just magic of believing. I just, I believed we could do it, but it was actually more exciting on the day we launched because we did a hundred and about 120,000 on the first day. Oh my gosh. And that, that, that kind of set the trajectory. So that was almost more exciting than hitting the million dollar mark. And then this past summer, or let's see, yeah, past summer in 2018, Pocket Monkey did another million dollars on Kickstarter and it's so funny how you adapt to these things, but you're like, uh, another million. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, well, you know, I, I don't want to say it's not exciting, but it's like, it was kind of like just get back to work attitude versus like, you know, we're awesome. Like, I think we got a little cocky the first round and this round was a little more, um, get back to work type of attitude, I guess. So, so, so what did, what do you think this product does that's resonating with kind of the fitness world because it, it's really simple it's like two bars and some webbing and a lot of people are doing it from like a the frame of a door you know what i mean like pulling them right. like trx bar or yeah is that right trx bands yeah it's 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 similar for sure um yeah i think again i think it's i think it's the brand and the training you know our 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 images our videos we're not we don't have a get shredded in 30 days and blast belly fat and tone your buns. You know, that's just not, 
not what we're about. We actually, we actually are, um, we have DIY plans and our apps free. So we're, we're kind of more of this open source attitude, but like DIY, like make your own monkey bars. Yeah. So we have oh, instructions. Wow. Yeah. So there's free, they're free instructions. Um, they're on our website to make monkey bars, to make pocket monkey and our app is free. So there's plenty to get you started, even if, if you don't buy the products, but you know, it was, I think what people are just resonating with is, is that monkey mindset, the monkey brand, and just basically we're kind of positioning ourselves as this anti-gym and not that we're against the physical structure, but it's more of that kind of status quo fitness industry attitude. So I, and I think a lot of people resonate with that. I know I did. So that, that is just so bizarre. It's, it's, I'm super happy for you guys for, <laughs> thank you for your success. So Kickstarter, man, if anyone has an idea out there, Kickstarter is, yeah, that should be something you look into. Absolutely. It's, you know, I couldn't imagine if we just had made, you know, if we just somehow got convinced someone to give us money to make like 10,000 of these things and we try to go, I just don't know. That would be really difficult. So yeah, um, my hat's off to anyone that's done that, but no, Kickstarter is a great, great medium for folks to test ideas and, you know, just interact with people that are kind of willing to be first movers. So, wow. So, so what, what do you like to do today, um, in the adventure world and, and what kind of things do you, I know you just had a baby, so maybe not much right now, but, um, you said you're a climber. Do you still climb? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I haven't climbed, I haven't climbed with a rope on since like September and it's we're recording this end of February. So it's been, a, it's been, well, yeah, five, six months, but you know, I've just, again, I've just tried to adopt the monkey mindset and just be like, well, I can't, it's hard to go out and climb. So I'll go trail run. I'm actually, I'm actually going to do, um, I'm training for the grand Canyon rim to rim to rim in April of nice. 2019. So that'll be fun. I'm psyched for that. But, um, yeah, so I've been into rock climbing, climbed El Cap in 2016. And that kind of, that kind of checked off a box that I'd actually, I'd, failed on it the year prior so that was a nice uh, box to check off and that satisfied that actually in a strange way it satisfied my climbing urge and i've been you know i i do cycling i do um some backcountry split boarding you know you're in the front range here in colorado there's just so many things to do you you, you kind of I've gone less from uh being a specialist i guess to broadening and just trying to be okay or decently good at a handful of things so yeah no I, I tell people it's frustrating how much yeah there is to do and that you want to try and that's kind of what this show's about we interview people with all different sports backgrounds and you're like man i want to try that but you know gear <laughs> gear can be expensive for every little sport and i'm like you only have so much time you know right. you want to get better at what you're good at but you also want to maybe see if this other thing might lead to a passion you never knew you had. It's frustrating. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, and it's, especially in Boulder, it's, you know, every, there's so many high end adventure athletes, you know, it's oh my, my, gosh, my buddy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. It's it, on the flip side though. It's pretty motivating. Cause you know, we'll, I'll read some blog or whatever. And you know, there's a guy I read, he did this thing called the longs peak triathlon where they rode their bikes from Boulder, climbed longs and then rode home. So oh, we did yeah. that a couple summers ago and, uh, I, I just, I like those kind of fun, just kind of made up to see if you can do it type of thing. Um, you know, it's just, it's, I also like the competition. I like signing up for trail races, but there's something about that kind of, 
it is kind of like this one-upmanship in a way, but it's it's seeing what other folks do. So it's, hmm, maybe I can try that or maybe I could do it a little differently or yeah, I just, I enjoy that. Time for a quick message break. So, you know, this show is brought to you by Camp Crate. They specialize in self-guided, pre-planned, all-inclusive backpacking adventures, as well as trip advice and as well as camping gear rental. So if you're in need of any of that stuff, reach out to them at campcrate.net. Very helpful and very knowledgeable. It's a great way to try backpacking for the first time or to scroll through their list of itineraries if you need some ideas on where to go. They will literally send you all your gear, your food, permits, coffee even, in a box to your front door. Use it for your trip. When you're done, return it with the pre-printed included return label. It's that easy. It makes backpacking and getting into the backcountry very approachable, very simple. Give them a shot. Now back to the episode. That's really cool. Yeah, there's you got to keep your head down in Boulder and not <laughs> not brag too much because the moment you start bragging, there's there's like an Olympian that's your neighbor. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Someone that's just done something way way cooler than you. Oh yeah, but but it's uh it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good community. So so oh absolutely. As part of your uh, Kickstarter reward, you guys took a you took a couple of the monkeys to on a trip to Norway, right? What was that about? That was awesome. So that was the monkey venture, and basically what we did was, you know, we we kind of thought of it as this bringing all these things we said that we believed in and the brand and all that. We we kind of thought the monkey venture was this opportunity to kind of make it all come to life. So. It was a reward on the Monkey Bar 2 Kickstarter, and we had seven monkeys from all over the world sign up, and we met in northern Norway in the Arctic, and we went rock climbing, we camped, we went stand-up paddleboarding, and uh, we hiked and backpacked out to these secluded beaches, and it was just a week of adventure in the Arctic, and it was it was interesting because every the folks that came they weren't they they weren't like super experienced. I thought folks would be um you know had maybe a little more of a background in that type of stuff but i'll never forget seeing folks it was like this rainstorm we're climbing up you had to climb up about two thousand feet just to get to the base of this rock spire that we were climbing so then it's it's pretty exposed so you know a lot of folks had they never roped up before so they're just i'll never forget the look on their faces but they also were so psyched once we got back down and uh, we're having coffee in this little Norwegian fishing village. And uh, everyone just had such a good time. And we, you know, there's these, they had these giant cod drying racks. It's kind of like this A-frame. And uh, they were perfect to set up monkey bars. So we just, you know, we'd go do something, paddleboard, whatever. Then we'd go do a little workout on those. And then we'd go, we had a hot tub at this place we stayed at. And then the last night we took a boat that dropped us off at the end of this fjord. And we hiked up and over to this beach and uh, we had to pack in all our wood and food and we camped out for a night. And then that was our kind of called it the, uh, the monkey quest to finish off the, the week. So it was, <laughs> so it cool. was, it was a good time, man. It was, I'd love to do that again. I still stay in contact with those guys. Yeah. Do you have plans to do that anytime soon? Yeah, I think we're planning on launching a Kickstarter, uh, in May or June of this year. So yeah, we, we'd like to offer something and maybe we actually are planning going back to Norway. So anyone's interested drop me a line oh man you better be careful (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, okay. You might be hearing from me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's really right. cool, man. That's, I mean, that's got to be rewarding watching an idea that started out in the woods as a ranger become what it's become, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, I say it's a miracle that we're even where we are because, you know, I, I don't know what the statistic is, but, you know, a lot of businesses that, especially small businesses that start fail after three, five years. I, I can't remember what it is, but. Oh, it's like 90, 90 plus percent. Right. Within three right? years. So, within three. Yeah. Gosh. So it's, we're super lucky to be where we are and to, to for that to come to fruition is, you know, it's, it's a miracle. And, you know, David and I, you know, he's in the Peace Corps. I was a ranger. I'd go, I'd be like down in Joshua tree after the season had ended climbing and I'd go dry. I'd have to go kind of like pirate Wi-Fi, you know, at 10, 11 at night because of the time change. Cause he's over in Ethiopia and we'd be like talking back and forth with all these, these different business ideas. And, uh, I actually went over there and hung out with them for a month and we, uh, we climbed Kilimanjaro and it was so much fun. We'd hike. And then at night we just talk, you know, how, what kind of businesses we could start. And, uh, so it has been a journey. It has been difficult. It, it's one of those things you can only, looking back, it's like, how the heck did we even make it to where we are? But it's super rewarding, and I'm psyched for, for what's about to come. So, Dang, man. That is, yeah, I was going to ask, so what's, what does the future hold for, for Monkey and, and for you? Yeah, I mean, we, we want to keep doing Kickstarters until we can't. You know, it's such a great medium. And, you know, we everything we've done has been based on customer feedback. So that's that's the other really special thing is, you know, you get thousands of people telling you what they like, what they don't like. And you can take that and make improvements, make new things. And, you know, they're willing to kind of be the guinea pig. So, yeah, we want to we've got some products in the pipeline. I don't want to reveal too much yet, but um I imagine there are uh, bars with some uh, with some string on them, right. something like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kevlar. Uh, no, we're uh, we're trying to branch out from that that a little bit. So um, yeah, we'll we'll launch some new stuff and um, yeah, just keep taking feedback and trying to keep uh, becoming better monkeys. Yeah, and, and you know I'm gonna put a picture of these and some links when we release the show because. You know, if you travel or you don't have a ton of space, which I don't, I have a pretty small uh, condo, I can't have a gym in here, and yet I want to do something that kind of gives me a little more variety than just push-ups and pull-ups. Right. And if I'm traveling and I've got a hotel room, I... This thing is so small and so compact, like it just could fit right in your backpack, right in your luggage... And you could bust out a gym anywhere you are. So that is, uh, I want people to, I'm sure they don't like, can't visualize it uh, through what we're talking about, but I'm going to post some pictures so people can get an idea of what this is. Cause it's, it's a unique idea, man. It's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, I love that it started from wanting to be more wild. Right. And you know, we, we use, we probably use the word wild too much, but our mission is to inspire people to be wild. So Wild is a very subjective term, I think. It's, um, I don't know if you've ever read a book. It's the art and the, or Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Mm-mm. I just, I actually didn't finish it, but I remember there was this passage he talks about, he's trying to define like quality. How do you say something's quality or not quality? And their conclusion is kind of like, well, you can't, it's hard to define the term quality, but you know it when you see it type of thing. And that that's the best 
kind of uh, parallel I can make to wildness or being wild. It's it's hard to define, but you know it when you see it. So yeah, that's I mean what you said, just inspiring people to be wild is what you guys live by. That's that's what this podcast is about. We want people to get out there and have fun, do something new, and just the most important thing is to to get out there. It's it's, oh. it's you don't know what you're missing until you get out. <laughs> Absolutely. Dan, thank you so much, man, for joining us. How, can, can you, last thing, how can people find out more about Monkey? How can they buy one? How can they get more info about you if they want to? Yeah, just share with us all that. Yeah, um, actually, you know what? I wanted to mention, if, if it's all right, I have a promo code for, for ASP listeners, if, if you don't mind me sharing. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's I, we, well, it'll be ASP20, 20% off all our products. So, yeah. Check us out, and we're our website is monkey, and we spell it a little differently, so it's m o n k i i, and it's dot c o, not dot com, monkey dot co. We're mainly on Instagram at monkey dot co, and if you want to reach out to me uh, directly, I'm at monkey dan. So yeah, feel free to reach out. We're a local Colorado company, and yeah, would love to hear from anyone. Oh, that's awesome, awesome. Well, Dan, man, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mason. Yeah, this was great. And uh, good luck with your Kickstarter. We'll be keeping up and following along. And I'll let you know when this comes out. Thanks so much. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. All right. See ya. Take care. First of all, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Uh, secondly, if you would like to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail at 812-MAILPOD. You can also send us an email, info at adventuresportspodcast.com. Get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram. Contact us on the website. Like, There's just a thousand ways to do it. If you know somebody that would make a good guest for the show, whether they're whether it's you or somebody you know with a really cool story or background or does an interesting sport, get in touch. We'd love to have them on. Also, if you'd like to be a patron, a.k.a. a supporter of the show, patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast you can sign up for as little as a buck a month you can sign up for five bucks a month and lastly thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now if you want to save 20 percent off the best backpacking food on planet earth go to peakrefuel.com and at checkout use the code asp20 so after all of this outdoor talk, if you're looking to plan your own getaway, head to BackpackTribe.com and get ready for your next adventure. They have customized gear bundles and free shipping, and they'll be able to get you ready for any adventure that you want to tackle. Check them out, BackpackTribe.com.